just keeps getting better. That's crazy. This is like the good news or something, you know, guys? Maybe we do go from glory to glory. <laughs> Maybe there really is a god. (laughs) (laughs) I like the drunken glory gospel because it makes them drink god. (laughs) Oh, that got me so whacked today with the honey and the fish. What you read today, Brandon, or was that yesterday's? That they served oh, Jesus yeah. honeycomb and fish oh, yep, yep. after he was resurrected. Luke 24. What does the fish mean to you? Grilled fish? Are you kidding? Fresh from the water? <laughs> That's so delicious. Like, like harvest? <laughs> oh, oh. No, like, yeah, like, no, prophetically. (laughs) Wisdom. I need, I need, I need need wisdom. I just have been on the floor drooling with Jake for Uh an hour or two. Glory, that's awesome. Glory. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. Uh, the harvest, the people. Why are they broiled, though? Because they're in the fire. They gotta cook. Gotta keep them in the fire. And then the honeycomb is what? (laughs) Um, What does it uh, symbolize? What's the deeper meaning? I'm thinking the honey that was in the lion. Mm. What's it mean? What's it mean? Master Brandon. No, there, there's multiple depths to every verse in the Bible. So it's just how deep can you revelate in each verse? Mm. When I see broiled fish, I mean... Yeah, David, you go. I want to hear what you have to say. Yes, please. When I, when I think of that honey, it's the honey that's poured out on the heart of Jesus. Mm. It's, it's that intimacy, that honey, that's poured out, something that's given. I know you speak about other things, can't remember it, but I know in my spirit you spoke about other things. Well, but when you mentioned it, that's what came up for me. Well, I just saw it as like the reward of the bride being released, like, like, yeah. The bride coming back into yeah. into her king, yeah. and that being the sweetness of victory, yeah. like leaking yeah. out of leaking out of feast on feast on yeah. her, all my priests, feast on the promised land in her. Mm. And it's honeycomb. It's it's so that's you know that's a specific aspect of the honey, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's like a crunchy bee crust. Yeah. Crunchy bee crust. (laughs) (laughs) Totally gross. Yeah, have you guys ever eaten honeycomb? Yeah, it's It's nasty. Man, you got to be a barbarian or something. (laughs) 
totally uncivilized. <laughs> gotta be one of those nature folk, you know, those guys that hang out in the woods or something. Caveman Jesus. <laughs> the honeycomb's actually really good. It has like yeah, a really, uh-huh. really cool texture. I think it's really good. He was just fulfilling the scripture. He <laughs> <laughs> had sushi right when he got home. <laughs> he had grade f- A5 Wagyu steak waiting for him. He just had to fulfill the scripture. <laughs> oh, glory. <laughs> <laughs> What's this revelation you got, Susan? Oh my gosh. I don't know if it's a revelation, it's just an experience. And I, I got some bit of a revelation at the beginning of Joel's bar about the rest um, of God before creation. And I don't, I don't even can't talk about that because that hit my spirit, but I don't even understand. But I have never experienced what I experienced today. Um, and it might be real, you know, entry level for some of you guys, but I will never forget today. I wrote it all down. Um, mm-hmm. I was just peaceful today, the whole day before even Joel's bar. Just like I wasn't battling in my head about anything. Mm. Um, I had read before last night at the bridegroom chambers. I was reading, I think in Matthew, when Jesus was talking about talking. Uh, told Peter to come walk on the water. And I think in the Passion Translation, it said something that cracked me up. Jesus said, you have such little faith. Are you going to let doubt win? And I just started laughing when I read that. And I was like, oh, my God. And he, for lots of reasons. It sounded like a real person like would talk and not uh, some religious thing. And it just kind of echoed in every argument I've had in my head. You know, he's talking about physically walking on water, which is like, wow, oh my gosh. And I complain about things that aren't even real. I mean, I don't know. So that was coming into Bridegroom Chamber last night. And then whatever happened over that in me, today's has been peaceful. So at Joel's bar, I was actually able to lay down, which I usually do, but I'll tense up. I will think things through, think about everything you're saying, think what I should be feeling. What other people have felt, I mean, just too much in my head. And I just rest, I mean, I, I don't even know how to explain it. I felt like a lava lamp. <laughs> but, I mean, just all, oh, I don't know, just flowing. Um, and then the whole, on top of the lava was like electricity. And <laughs> just so peaceful, like so just, I don't know, just so loved and just peace. Um, I had a quick vision that of a, a giant cloud hands and he, they were holding a worn uh, black like combat boot. So it was kind of unstitched or, or unlaced a little bit and the, the, the most joyous, beautiful, happy baby was sitting in this boot. <laughs> and for a split second, I felt that that was him holding me and then it changed like that's his kids and i didn't think too much more about it because it went away and then i just re- i just laid there in this whatever that love i mean i just felt love love that's all it was 
I felt water, like little, real easy waves just throughout my entire body. And then I thought it was my fan in the room that was hitting me because I have a fan on, but I lay on that couch a lot and I know where it hits me when it oscillates. And so it, was, it wasn't hitting me outside. It was just like wind just running through my legs and arm. I, mean, I don't know how to explain it. It just was the most amazing feeling I've ever had. And I laid there the whole thing. I could hear Brandon. I had headphones on, so I could hear Brandon, but he sounded like way in the distance. And I was just enjoying this. I'm like, wait, I got to hear. And then I just like enjoyed this feeling. And after Joel's bar, I kind of sat there, got up, went outside, sat in my backyard, and I'm looking at my yard and the, the, the clouds and the sky and my neighbor's shed and a pine tree and everything was so crisp, so so colorful, so crystal clear. I could see every pine needle on his pine tree. Now, maybe I could see that before, but I never noticed it before. I never noticed every needle. I never noticed the, the, the wood grain in his barn. And I would, just started crying. I, I was like, what, what is this? Is this real? And I was still feeling kind of electric-y. Um, so I sat in the chair. I'm like, do you have anything to show me in the clouds? Because God shows me things in the clouds all the time. Usually not when I ask, but just they're there. And I, I kid you not, I wish I had had in my camera, I wish I could have filmed this, but in a bunch of clouds, it was right there. They just all formed into faces, laughing faces, happy faces, smiley faces. There was like seven or eight of them. And I'm sitting there, am I really seeing this? Am I really seeing this? And tears of crying and I wanted laughter, but it was just crying, but it was happy tears were coming out. And the faces were laughing and smiling. And then pretty soon they just started to fade in parts the four faces that were right in the front and the word love it was plain as day and i'm like are you kidding me and wow. right above the word love was like a picture that reminded me of um ultrasounds i've had of my children like when they're pretty about ready to be born it was just laying right atop of the word love and it was just this baby wow. and that sat i mean those that love and the baby sat there first I don't know, a minute. I mean, it was a long time for clouds to stay. I just sat there. I'm just like, is this all real? Is this all, I don't know. So it was pretty, pretty intense for me. <laughs> it was a pretty amazing um, experience and, and just the, the positive, the positive uh, feeling I've had all day. Just, I mean, there's been nothing that's even, I don't know. There's no doubt. I don't know. It's just been a great, great day. <laughs> it's just been Wonderful. Awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Thanks. <laughs> Amazing. Really beautiful. Uh, and uh, then, Jake, at your, I was, I tuned in like maybe at 10 o'clock. And I have to tell you, you know, sometimes when I listen to you, I get really mad. Not at you, just at myself because I can't. Oh, man. I try to do too much, too much thinking. So I, I usually just take you off because I, I can't I don't know what it is I, I it's just me but today since I was calm and peaceful, I'm like I am going to enjoy this and oh my gosh that was just um I saw lots of things real quick here and there but it was it was me it was it, it, I mean like it's too not even enough to explain but it was just peaceful I could just I, I could feel him again I could feel the love I could I don't know it was just good it was just good that's good. Awesome. <laughs> I didn't walk away frustrated at myself or frustrated at whatever. 
Uh, that was good. Sounds like a really good day. It was a good day. <laughs> Glory to God. It yeah. Such a breakthrough. I'm so yeah. excited. <laughs> Yay. It's cool you it's cool you bring up how you see the pine needles and the pine cones because a major part of glorification of our souls is that your eyes open, you see colors you've never seen before, details, life, and everything comes alive in the glory. And it's like, you know, when Saul became Paul, scales fell off his eyes, but most people don't have it all at once, like Saul. Mm-hmm. Most people have it gradually. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, cool. Hey, Brandon. Yeah. Uh, when I first started listening to Red Letter Ministry, lights <laughs> got brighter, like darkness was coming off of my eyes. Amen. And <laughs> something that I uh, <laughs> noticed is I started looking at the expanse of like above me and the horizon and so just like a couple feet around me oh wow that's because i was like so in my head and then when i started listening to red letter ministry i started noticing stuff like what she was talking about like stuff further out and uh details glory throne room perspective you know when you asked (laughs) you asked the question of the honey before mm. I saw you know that scripture that talks about us partaking in these sufferings before the glory mm. but I saw the honey it's like that honey we're rubbing it on his wounds for healing. (laughs) When he was suffering, and he comes and uh, he pours out his love on our wounds when we are suffering, so intimate. It's like one hand touching him and his hand touching her and we're ministering to each other's wounds. That's one thing what the honey was about this morning. I specifically got honey, but also in the form of meat. Um, the honey drink. <laughs> so that was like the first thing that I drank this morning with mead. Yes, <laughs> and I searched up every verse on honey I could find. Before I let you go, you know, when when you look at look ahead in this whole thing, you know, do you think that this is going to be tied up? Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Do you uh, want to hear a, a funny, just a small, significant honey sign and wonder that was like really <laughs> precious? Okay, so um, I get I go to the PO box about two weeks ago, and there's a package there from California with no name on it (laughs) and I open it up and there's no letter nothing in there except a jar of honey (laughs) yeah and okay this it gets it gets a little crazier I go home I order some DoorDash with a 
cheesecake. And the cheesecake <laughs> recipe actually comes with like local honey to drizzle over the top of the cheesecake. It's like some, you know, exotic cheesecake recipe or something. Except they were so skimpy. There was like almost none in there. So I went to pour it out and it was just like one little tiny bit. And then I look over on the counter and that day this the craziest like organic local homemade honey jar had arrived in my P.O. box. So I went right over and poured it right on, on top of the honey cheesecake when I didn't have any honey for the recipe. <laughs> Otherwise, I wouldn't have had it. Just a small detail like that in a dessert item. It's so beautiful. <laughs> I just remembered that because I ended this, this morning, even on my bed, I saw to watch the show that I'm watching, and it's Merlin, and they specifically start with mead, and then in the middle of the show, they apply honey to his wound, oh, specifically, because it disinfects. And then the verse that I read was basically um, that his precepts, his ways, and his laws are better than honey. Mm. And so I just started drinking precepts and laws and his ways. And <laughs> but mm. the fact, like, it was specifically put on a wound. Mm, yeah. Ancient medicine. Yeah, but you, yeah, and you see Penny. The, thing is, this is the key of reaching the world, because as soon as we realize it's about putting honey <laughs> on their wood, before do anything else, just putting honey on their wounds, it will open inside so that the king can end you <laughs> 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 oh my god <laughs> Like you said, Brandon, with the honey, it's like the honey making perfect every area of our lives and wiping away every little tear, every little detail, and filling all the little cracks with perfection. Yeah. So everywhere we turn, every little detail is just infused with heaven on earth. Honey, it's sticky. You know, something interesting about honey is um, wound care, whenever it's done these days in the hospital, the, uh, the nurses, they've stopped using some of the really heavy-duty uh, antibiotics and things like that just because it's not as natural. And these days they use honey now more than anything else to heal, and it heals faster, and it's more natural, and it's cheaper to use too. So, so just a little tidbit. I thought that's kind of cool. Mm, cool. It also works really well on cheesecake. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, what would Jesus eat? <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, how is cheesecake with honey on it? That sounds ridiculously good. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. Yeah, homemade graham cracker crust and really good vanilla cheesecake, and then with honey drizzle. Oh, amazing! Mm. Wow, uh, I love this. I've been on an apple crisp kick lately, though. Oh, that's good too. We got homemade apple crisp. So I think good. the last three nights I've had apple crisp. <laughs> <laughs> Glory. With cinnamon? Oh, it's really strong cinnamon and fresh, yeah. like Granny Smith apples. Absolutely amazing. It's like a one scoop of vanilla on top and it kind of melts in and gives it a little cream flavor. <laughs> food glory. <laughs> We're into food glory. <laughs> I like the cupcakes. These tiny little cute cupcakes with like stars on them. Mm, love cupcakes. Where did you order that from, Brandon? The Urban Eatery. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'll fix it up at Costco. Yeah, they. I've. We used to go to a lot of restaurants that had like uh, apple crisp and different types of amazing like uh, fruit desserts, and I really missed it. And then the place that's really close to me, it's just right downstairs. There's a restaurant. They have all these like homemade desserts, and I'll just take the elevator downstairs, pick them up in a bag, and come back home. It's amazing. Whoa. It's like having my own personal chef. <laughs> 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 yeah. uh, and I just discovered their burgers, and it's like just totally next level. Uh, yeah, it's really amazing. What is that? The eatery? Oh, it's just a one restaurant that's below my apartment building. Nice. It's just here in Minneapolis and makes it really easy for me to eat really good food. <laughs> Especially during this restaurant fiasco, you know, and we tried to get pizza a couple of weeks ago and like they wouldn't even let me in because I didn't have a mask and I'm like, we're just going to pick it up. <laughs> They're like, you can't even come to the desk without a mask. And it's like, just total insanity. And if you're, if you're sitting down, it's okay. So get a chair right. and just scooch the chair along the... <laughs> you, you can pull your t-shirt over your nose. I just don't want to stretch out my collar. I always use my bandana. Yeah. Just pull your so t-shirt over your that. head. <laughs> 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 the insanity will soon be over. Alright, God, amen. Glory. Oh, you want to hear a really crazy sign and wonder last night? Yeah. So, probably early in the morning, I'm just about to go to sleep. I usually end my days watching a little anime. And uh, and all of a sudden, I got white sheets, so this creature appears and starts scurrying across my white sheets. The biggest, 
the biggest spider I have seen in years. And here's the thing. I haven't seen a single spider since I moved in here in six months. There's a couple outside the windows, but they're very small. And we had maintenance up here a month ago, two months ago, and sealed all my windows. So they're absolutely airtight. Doesn't make any sense how something like this could even be in here. Um, and not only was it there, it was exceptionally large. Like, gigantic wolf spider like the one of the biggest wolf spiders i've ever seen and they're non-poisonous but it's a prophetic sign and wonder and so it, it runs across my sheets i flick it you know like ah and smack that thing kill it flush it down the toilet and I, you know i kind of look around i'm like i wonder if there's another one or something and there's not you know it's just like the lord's saying it's i'm speaking to you prophetically right now okay i'm like all right all right so I go to sleep, I wake up, and I check my emails, and I get I have six emails from Excel Energy. Now, it was important that the spider was running across my bed, because uh, three of the emails were, your power's out, your power's out, your power's out. And then at 9.34, I get three emails. I don't know why it came in threes, but they sent me three emails, and... They, it says, your power is restored, your power is restored, your power is restored. Three times. Three times. Makes no sense. The big, huge spider on my bed, and, and then at 9.34 a.m., all three of those emails came in where my, that said my power is restored. And so the Spirit said it's Acts 9.34. And it says, and Peter said to him, Aeneas, Jesus Christ the Messiah now makes you whole, get up and make your bed. And immediately Aeneas stood up. Glory to God. <laughs> so I feel like uh, Principality fell last night in Minneapolis. Absolutely. It was a very, I've, we've had uh, Excel Energy 13, 15 years, never seen anything like that ever. Um, I've never had a spider like that run across my bed in my entire life. Nothing like that. And to have all that stuff go hand in hand in the Lord. And there's more to unfold there than what I've already um, revelated on. But I really feel like this witchcraft, which the spider represents, and it was gigantic, is slain, is killed. And David had mentioned the spider earlier this week to me, and I was a little bit in denial to be honest. And then that sign and wonder happened, and I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> and today feels major, major difference. And I also, is that spider with the bed also represents the principality of lust that has fallen. Amen. Oh, that's so good. Jesus. And that will restore, <laughs> restore the power three times greater than ever before. And the money. I heard big time the money. The breakthrough, that breakthrough last night opened up a realm for money today. Yeah. Good. Amen. Definitely. I remember during Joel's bar when you were like telling that story, when you said white sheet, like you said the spider yeah. crawled on your white sheet. That stood out to me. And then you said like purity and stuff like that. So Yeah. 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 Whew. Glory. Uh, we, 
felt that specifically last night, Brendan. Mm. Um, I I felt that battle, that that lust battle. I felt that the Lord was just with me all the time. Uh, you know, to 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 get over it. Actually, I put on. Uh, I think I put on the Joel Bar. Oh, I actually put on the Bridegroom Chambers of yesterday. It was exceptionally anointed. And, um, and what was really working with that. But the other thing that I that I felt <clears throat> was actually for us to agree that all these principalities, and this was beforehand, that all of them would fall as we stretch out our hand in agreement before the Lord, that the Lord would act against them in all the regions over all the earth releasing that glory in agreement amen 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 that's so funny timing last night sometime around i think it's like five or six in the morning uh three alarms went off coming from somewhere and i thought is this like the fire alarm somewhere outside i couldn't tell where it was coming from Mm. it went off once and then i looked around i said oh okay and then a little while later, it went off a second time. I was like, what is this? It was the alarm I've never heard before. Mm. And I was like, what is this? Then I went to go check to see if the cat was doing all right, because she gets freaked out at weird noises sometimes. And she was fine. And then I went and just relaxed again, and then it went off a third time. <clears throat> um, Brandon, I want to share something. Um, you know, when the water temple opened last year, there was a lot of prophetic symbolism with my swimming pool, mm. like creepy and the cleaning of it, whatever. And I think it was, I don't know if it was Friday or Saturday, but there was a huge mole that had drowned in it. Mm. And since I moved here, there's been no moles in my, my area because I told my angels to get rid of them. So this was a single mole, huge <laughs> one that died in, I don't know how he got in, but he died in the, in the water temple. So I think that's also significant for us. Okay, that's mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually just pulled out, when we used to have a pool, there was like the tarp that was above ground, there's a tarp that goes underneath the pool. I just pulled that out today so it could dry because it's been out in the weather. And I felt glory on it. I'm like, what's up with pools today? You want to hear something interesting? There's a, you know, fun revelation tool is the principle of first mention in the Bible. Yes, thank you. And the first mention of three, besides God on the third day, but like the first time three is used is in Genesis 6.10, and it refers to sons. Noah's three sons. The three is the sons. All these threes. And how many threes? If you add them up, there's three threes. <laughs> it's called Noah's School of Sonship. Amen. How to bring the floods. <laughs> how to teach Abraham. How to teach Abraham after he's become master of, uh, he grew up in the house of the master of magicians. Had to be taken out early. He had the, he got ten years in the cave like Elijah. Then on top of that, he had to leave all contact with all of his family, 
and get his wilderness training for 40 years, just like Moses. So he had the Elijah and the Moses training. Abraham did to fulfill his destiny. And he learned in the house of, he learned from Noah and Shem. That's true. It's the Noah's sonship training. Mm. Mm. Amen. Yeah, I saw three bald eagles the other day on this three bald eagles i've only ever seen one bald eagle flying at a time but three right in a row mm. over us and then um our waiter we were sitting outside at a restaurant and three bald eagles fly overhead then our waitress had three birds tattooed on her arm mm. wow. it was super cool <laughs> well that's really interesting the spirit just reminded me that at my gym the the office moved my locker from locker one to locker three. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, and I, I do have 33 tattooed on my arm. God, thanks for And Jesus, of course, was 33 when he ascended to the Father. <laughs> and God is three. Amen. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. <laughs> and it is the third day. The resurrection is on the third day. <laughs> you joined say thirty three years. What's that? Did you want to say Jesus is thirty three years old? Mm-hmm. What? No way. (laughs) (laughs) And a cord of three strands is not easily broken? Oh, yeah. Hey, I was just hearing him talk about the threes having to do with Abraham and Elijah and Moses. And it has to do with sonship training. It's like there's this three different types of stages of specialty training to raise up sons of God. And part of it is the cave. So there's a season of hiding where he has you hidden and you grow when, and you're hidden. Nobody knows where you're at. Nobody knows you. You're just some dude in a cave. Okay. You're like nothing. And everyone treats you like nothing. And you're just totally hidden. But you know God. Mm-hmm. But you're in hiding in a cave. Maybe a few people can come to visit you now and then. Maybe some birds bring supplies. I don't know what yours exactly is. But there was that cave season that you went through. You know that almost a lot of us here have been through that hiding. There's a, a, a Moses training of the wilderness of bringing people out of Egypt to be able to kind of herd a large group of people out from Egyptian religion into through that dry place. There's that, you know, that training, and that take that takes a long time. But then there's also that alone in the wilderness. Uh, I know a lot of us have been through that wilderness training. For me, it was it was almost a decade of it's just you. But it's not the cave hiding. It's the alone in the wilderness with the burning bush. It's just you and God in prayer, and He's teaching you one on one. But you're not allowed to have you're like not. It's like boy, I'm not allowed to have friends. I'm allowed to watch TV. I'm allowed to like. Everything gets just taken away. It's a wilderness. It's a beautiful wilderness. You love it. You just fall in love with it. 
It is your pleasure to go into that secret place every day and be alone with him. And you love the fire. And it's amazing. About the time he asks you to bring other people through the wilderness, he hardly can't stand it at first because, like, I wish it was just us alone in the wilderness again. I'd rather die than this. But it's still really good training. <laughs> so that's this three part. It's called that part I always referred to as Bush University those years. <laughs> Bible college, you go to Bush University. <laughs> like, like Burning Bush University? Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> so, cave, okay, wilderness, standing alone in the bush, you know. And then there's the bringing people out. There's a three kind of. Can take Bush Girls' hands in this neck Time ago, or I thought a long time ago that when the Lord really spoke, really wanted us to get something, He would say it times. But I can't remember where that's written. But that keeps banging around in my head. Oh yeah, three times. Peter, do you love me? There you go. Of course I love you. Feed my sheep. <laughs> now, Abraham got 40 years in the desert alone of training. Or he, got, he got 40 years in that university with them. Uh, Moses got 40 years of that training. Same university, same place, same school, same teacher, same exact teacher. And Jesus. He was such a good student. He was like the overachiever. He had 40 days in the wilderness because the day is like a thousand years. So he kind of like, technically, he probably put in more time spiritually. <laughs> 40 days, Lord Jesus. Yep, get it over as soon as possible. <laughs> yeah, you're not supposed to be in the wilderness very long. Just as quick and just in and out, get out of there, into the promised land, into the into the glory. What's so wonderful? No, not that wilderness, not that one. The individual one-on-one -on -one training, separate from leading others through the wilderness. Bush University. Oh, yeah, that's good training. Yeah, the, you want to take your time with that. That's the one I'm talking about. Yeah. For Jesus, he did it in 40 days instead of 40 years. Oh, yeah, the training of the spirit in the wilderness? Bush University. Mm, wonderful. Thank you. That other part, that trip, getting the herd in the, herd in the sheep through, that one you want like absolutely 11 days. Please, no more than that. <laughs> Glory. Yeah. It's a whole different ball game when you're taking 5 million people with you. <laughs> Whoa. Mm, glory. Now he's taking all the nations. This is where this table. And everyone knows they've got a place at the table watching. He's taking the nations. He's going to billions. 
but the safety mm. is in sitting at the table in humility no. trusting the father to speak through everyone that's sitting at the table that is what's keeping you safe not being proud in your own interpretation but allowing the spirit of the lord to speak fresh revelation mm -hmm. yeah we're really pulling on a lot of people we really are the lord is is affecting a lot of the planet through through what we're doing mm. you can see it reflected you know like brandon was talking about going outside and seeing the the plants and everything being glorified it's happening within the people as well we're all, they're all being pulled up or drowned or however we want to say it <laughs> I really believe it's yeah, because it's because it's changing the blood. There's so much light coming from heaven through our spirits that it's changing the blood of the earth. And that's why everything's getting brighter in the earth. It's all through the blood. <laughs> Not to get too mystical, but I really feel that my body is changing. Blood, like blood bone, blood born, blood, blood, bones, changes going on. The, my appetite is completely changed. My the the things that I want to eat are completely changed. I feel like, what's going on here? <laughs> So I don't doubt it, Brandon. Brandon, you're speaking about that. I, I had this um, realization earlier um, that the blood of Jesus Christ, that blood is redeeming everything. Every drop of blood that was used in the occult taking its life, misusing it, oh, shakati, hmm. for the power of evil, <laughs> he's redeeming all of it, turning it all back to the worship of the Father and burning the rest. Amen. This is why in our day and time now, the power of the occult is annulled. Amen. The light is shining so bright. They have no place to hide. They are running. Amen. The tables have turned. Thank you. Oh, blood Thank magic. You, it redeemed all blood magic with the blood of the Lamb in our blood. And it's like the light of the sun shining into their blood magic. <laughs> and you know their blood magic is the power to deceive minds 
But the blood of Jesus is light. The blood of Jesus is light that shines into the darkness and illuminates minds. This is the most illuminated that humanity has ever been since the fall. This is the most aware of evil, corruption, and lies that humanity's ever been, of even overlords, uh, people that have contracts with devils, and being aware of how deep, you know, the deep state and the corruption and really the secret societies and the blood magic, the human sacrifice, the, the human sex trading, and everything that's needed by demons to stay powerful over human souls is being completely devoured by the saints. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Glory to God! Amen. Oh, that's a big spider that got killed. Hallelujah. Oh. <laughs> so pleased. And you didn't, you didn't get any snaps, any Instagram snaps? Oh man, no, no, I just, I just killed it, flushed it down the toilet, but I, I do see that, that, uh, you know, that giant spider from Lord of the Rings as I'm talking Whoa. about it, as you, as you get so close to, uh, destroying the ring of power, you have that giant spider that tries to block your path. Was it, was it the spider called Sheol? Shiva. Oh, never mind. Yeah. Oh, I'm, some, I'm glad some... that's gone. That's come to me a couple times. Yeah. One in particular, that it was so <laughs> intense that I could actually see my bed, the surface of my bed, go down where the legs were on. And I woke up in the morning and there was a red dot on my neck. I'm glad it's gone. Jesus' name, good riddance. Witchcraft. Okay. Yuck. Ew. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> we are living in such good times. God has taken ground. We're just rolling with Jesus and he just slaughters anything that comes at him. <laughs> you know, and you just, you just, the longer you hang out with Jesus, the more exotic the battles become. <laughs> and, th and then you get to watch him do his work against whatever comes at you. So even though it's the biggest it's ever been, it's still just all dependent on him. We simply just yield our souls for his power to come through. It's the easiest it's ever been. And the most fun. <laughs> I've never had so much fun in all my life. <laughs> yeah, me either. It's amazing. I love you, Jesus.
It was really, really, really nice. Thank you. I could Jesus. feel him touch me, and I could see the light. Mm. I was sitting in the dark tonight, before I came on. And of course, I did some good Google Translate, because I always like to do a few after a good experience. And one of them was, I gave birth to paradise. Ooh. Oh, that's wonderful. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. There you are. Oh, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and also I got another one that he said that I was hot today. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I think a lot of us have been hot today. It's been so hot. It's been so hot. It was too hot for turn off. Oh, it's been such a good day. Hot for turn off. Such a good day. Did you know that the core of the sun is 27 million degrees Fahrenheit? 27 million degrees Fahrenheit, the core of the sun. Now that is too hot for turn off. <laughs> There's a throne right in the center of it too. Yeah, yeah Jesus already has it. But the sons will sit on that 27 million degree Fahrenheit throne. Talk about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. That's the actual bridegroom's chambers. Oh, oh my God. No wonder we get these This is um, John 1, 5. And this living expression is the light that bursts through gloom. The light that darkness could not diminish. Oh, mm. thank you, Lord. Amen. Take note of that. Oh. The king is reigning. Glory to God. First forth, that can't be diminished. Yeah, John 1 5 in mm. the Passion. That's really Holy encouraging. God. Wow. Six million degrees and hotter. <laughs> the creature is rising. Wow. <laughs> wow. We're going to need different bodies in order to walk through 27 million degrees Fahrenheit. I think that's obvious. <laughs> but you will get them. You will have bodies that can travel through stars. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes, Lord. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the angelic training and the upgrade. And we all bless you, my brother, because you have been appointed by the Father. But you'll get a teaching upgrade, and your teaching is awesome. 
there's upgrades come. Glory to God. Mm, glory, Training glory. the angelic army oh. of the Lord. Glory. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. And don't be surprised if they are five years old. Mm. Age means nothing in this age of training. Mm. <sighs> so exciting. Pushing lots of brain synapses to handle that. It's really fun having Ruth live so close because she has four children and her children have spoken the most profound things, you know, to her every day. But then when you go, they say something to you and you're like, what did you just say? Yeah. And um, yeah. I, I met Lona, her eldest, when she was three years old. And she would paint these glorious abstracts. I'm like, why? I've been trying to do something like that. As an artist, I was trying to get that effect out of my paint. And she was just so uncontrolled with her, with how she applied it. And so even with my, um, even with some of my bags that I created, like the lion bag that I made for Colleen, I had, I went to Lona when she was six years old so that I could get her artistic consulting. And she just declogged a whole area of my brain that I couldn't get past to create this bag. And then recently, she I was very um, self-conscious about stuff I was writing. And she, gave, she made this for me. And she gave me this pamphlet, this, this book that she made. She ripped up the paper and stapled it together. She wrote a story in it. And then she wrote empty lines for me. And the front of it said, and it's like one of the most profound things that has helped me through the season is that love is love. Um, and I think somewhere in there, she also, she's like, these are my favorite things. And this is a snake, but you can only have one snake. <laughs> There's only one snake allowed all the rest of the snakes go away. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Yo, what's up, guys? Hey, welcome. Uh, How's it going, Cameron? Yeah, all good. Hey, Cameron. Yo. Thanks for the latte. It was delicious. <laughs> gonna start all of my days with those. Eh? It's pretty cool. Man, those are so crazy. This is like the crazy looking, cool looking latte art that looks like off of Pinterest. It's super anointed. You can smell it through the picture. Yeah. That's what happens when you do it for too long. I had my first customer today. He ordered um, a latte and a cheese scone. And he was like, he wanted like he's quite high caliber so like he wanted it like perfect so i like went out of my way to like toast the scone for him in the pizza oven 
I like melted the butter for him perfectly so he could spread it easily, you know. Um, and then like towards the end of his scone, he like comes up to me, he's like, oh, can I have some more butter? And I had already given him so much. And I gave him more. And then as he gets back to his table, like a bird had come and like picked up his scone and like took it across the room. <laughs> <laughs> The birds came and took his bread straight away. <laughs> I love I love birds. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, glory. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Such a beautiful glory here bubbling up. I can feel it coming all the way up and out my forehead. And there's this whole radiant glory coming out of my belly, up through my heart and out my forehead. It's just the strongest I've ever felt in my entire life right now. <laughs> glory. May it increase. Thank you. Increase, Lord. We want to see Brandon glow. We want him glowing like a glow stick. It's so fun to become an oil factory of the oil of glory and to see how it springs up in your belly and goes through your heart and your brain and out your forehead and your whole face is just dripping with oil down the beard like Aaron's beard and then it goes down the whole body and all the garments get saturated every day with fresh oil from the oil producers on the top of the mountain of the body of Christ that keep all the Christians anointed. Amen, Brandon. Holy. Whoa. Yeah. Increase to all our RLM family. May they all feel the, the oil dripping on their heads. Amen. That's the cool part about being plugged into the body is you automatically get the drip overflow. Mm -hmm. Super low key, it's like super chill. <laughs> you have to be under the anointed ones and the anointed one. It's, it's about being under the anointing, not the man or woman. The man or the woman is a cup and you honor them significantly. But it's about the oil that they're producing through their spiritual stomachs. It's about the oil of their spirit. A spirit that produces oil is called a Christian or an anointed one. And only the sons of God have a spirit with the ability to produce anointing. No angel has that ability. The angels have to go back and forth. It's called ascending and descending. But if you're producing all the same oil that God is on earth as it is in heaven, angels don't have to ascend anymore. They can just come to you, take the oil, and go on the face of the earth to everyone who needs oil. So you're becoming exactly like God in every way by learning how to produce oil. Mm -hmm. <laughs>
<laughs> and so all this oil is for the whole body. And for those that can't produce oil, there's anointed ones to cover them. That's why it says in Obadiah that the saviors or anointed ones will come out of Zion and save the world. It's about those whose spirit uh, knows how to produce that oil and cover others. That's what true apostolic covering is. It's about keeping fresh oil over everyone's heads so the flies don't gather. Oil keeps the flies off of the heads and you're anointing everyone's heads in your whole realm, in the whole world. Glory. Amen. Amen. That's good. It's good to remember. Mm, fresh oil. He anoints my head with fresh oil. Isn't that a beautiful verse? Yes. See, he anoints my head with fresh oil. That's old covenant. The difference is the new covenant is you anoint your own head with fresh oil from your spirit. When you're an infant in Christ, you need others to anoint your head because they know how to produce the oil. Because the only way the oil comes to earth is through the human spirit for 2,000 years, called the New Covenant. Mm. So, releasing that oil and covering others with oil until you learn how to produce oil. Wise virgins. So what is producing the oil? Wisdom. What is not being able to produce oil and being born again? It's foolish. Foolish and wise virgins. And there's plenty of time to learn how, how to regenerate your spirit to produce the anointing. Mm -hmm. He gives us years to learn. A lot of people have just been exposed to real Christianity for the first time when they come into Red Letter Ministries. <laughs> so there's no pressure to be a mighty anointed one with you know, all this anointing and angel armies. No, 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 no. It just go right into your spirit and enjoy the days of small beginnings until you understand how your spirit produces oil and the oil starts flowing through you. And then it just gets easier and easier and easier the more oil you produce. <laughs> it just gets so easy. Listen, like if you know how to produce oil, God will send you into the worst, darkest areas because... The enemy can't touch that stuff. So he sent his anointed ones that know whose spirits know how to produce significant amounts of anointing really into the darkest regions of hell. We've been working in the darkest dungeons of the seven mountains since the conception of Red Letter Ministries. I came out of the occult 21 years ago, very, very deep in the occult. And so God has always used me in the depths of the occult and in the dungeons and the bowels of the earth and the realms of hell. You bring the oil into those places, you destroy the root systems of darkness and the root systems of the tree of knowledge and the roots of the seven mountains and everything begins to change. Ultimately, filling the belly of the earth with anointing will uproot all the kingdom of hell into the bottomless pit. And the bottomless pit is not on planet Earth. It's throwing it off the planet, and it will go further and further away from Earth forevermore. That's what the bottomless pit is. 
And it's your oil that does that final work. That's the final judgment upon Satan and his angels, and it's coming very soon. It only comes by the uprooting of the tree of knowledge, by you producing oil in your spirit. And filling the dark places, filling the dungeons of Satan and hell. What's interesting is a lot of people don't realize those dungeons are not for when people die and go to hell. That's where they were during their life on earth. <laughs> See, because on this terrestrial plane, your spirit is in a spiritual realm while your body walks the earth. So they were already in those dungeons their whole life. They just simply went to where their spirit was when their body died. If you are in the heavenly realms and the glory realms and you walk on earth, you just go right to where your spirit was the whole time. I mean, it, it, the body dying is really no change. Do you understand that? There's almost no change when your body dies. Your spirit will go where it already is right now. <laughs> so we learn how to bring our spirit into higher places. And then we raise other people's spirits from those dungeons into the glory, into the Garden of Eden, to walk with the Father in heaven while their bodies are on earth. That's what it truly means to save people. And the oil does all that work. Amen. Thank you, Father. <laughs> Destroying the power of darkness by the anointing. What does the scripture say? that the anointing breaks every enslaving yoke of wickedness in Isaiah. All wickedness is destroyed by the oil of your spirit in intimacy with God the Father. <laughs> intimacy is what produces anointing. All power flows from intimacy. Intimacy is purity. Intimacy is a marriage covenant with Jesus with no other lovers. Let every other lover fade away. First love gate. This one thing I have against you, that you've forgotten your first love. <laughs> Return with all your brain to your first love and produce oil. Glory. <laughs> Amen. Amen. There's many different types of oil as well. I've noticed over the years that the oil is always changing. He saves the best wine for last. He also saves the best oil for last. Because it gets richer and richer as you grow in wisdom. <laughs> as you grow in love. I mean, it really is the ultimate anointing is the oil of love. <laughs> the oil of righteousness. It's the very essence, in that oil is the very essence of God the Father. And one drop of that on a person's brain is just completely earth-shattering. I honestly don't even know if I even walk in that anointing yet. But I know, I can see it and I know it's available. It's really the highest level anointing. We're going to get there, but it's extreme power. I'm talking about extreme 
power where you walk into cities and they can't see the sun anymore because you showed up in that kind of love and you're so bright. <laughs> That's real. That's going to happen. <laughs> Your cheesecake and he was like one drop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> that was prophetic. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I saw when you were talking about when the person who's highly anointed in the oil of love and they walk into a city. The, I saw the atmosphere around that person get charged with the kingdom of heaven, which brightens everything. I wonder mm -hmm. if that's how it works. Yeah. Well, oil is flammable. And so the greater your oil, the greater your love, the brighter you burn. It's literally the burning inside your soul. Your soul burns. He burns your eye sockets out until your eyes flash with fire. Those are his physical eyes that are burning like suns. Okay, he's, he has human flesh that has been transfigured into celestial flesh. And his celestial flesh, in Revelation 1, he has like, his eyes are suns, are stars. Real physical stars. And so it's a completely different level of burning and brightness, but it's all just by going from glory to glory and enjoying the stage you're at now and burning ever brighter to the full dawn of day. That's the full dawn of day in Revelation 1. That's just the firstborn from among the dead. God's plan for your life is to look exactly like Jesus, somewhat, you know, that form, that type and race of being that is a race what you see in Revelation 1 is, a, is a, a racial profile of a divine being called a son of God. And that's what God the Father's plans are for every man and woman after they're born again, is to evolve into that type of being. And your body has the ability to go there. Your brain can go there. Your heart can go there. Your organs can go there. As long as your spirit keeps saying yes to God, you'll take your body with you as you go up. Mm. Amen. So when, when it says in Revelation, when he talks about returning to your first love, when you said that, yeah. um, the first love that we had with him before the foundation of the world, in the flame of God, in the heart of God, yeah. that's what he means. So that's, that's that represents... That's a deeper revelation but, of what I said. That's true, though. That's what I got when you said that, because I always thought that meant like when you first got saved. Yeah. And to tell you the truth, I mean, I was happy, but I, I've heard other people say they had these amazing encounters with God and something changed, and that never happened to me. Mm. I didn't feel him. I just knew from you know growing up that he was real. I always believed God and Jesus were real, but mm. um, just now when you said that, I'm like, with all the other revelations that we've been given mm -hmm. and knowing having this knowing for so long that I knew I was with him before I just don't I didn't, couldn't put it all together and that's mm -hmm. what he's meaning that if we were in the heart of God from Genesis 126 mm -hmm. 
before the foundation of the world and we turned to your first love we had to have loved him so much and we were all on fire we were just like flaming flames of fire inside a big flame i don't know <laughs> totally so that manifestation <laughs> of that love is what that light that brightness of the mm. you know like you said walking into a city and that's that flame of love yeah the struggle is that we have these bodies with these these bodies have a DNA record of 6,000 years of sin and so layer upon layer of Adam and Eve is peeling off our spirit through our flesh bones and blood and that's a that's a very intense process of transfiguration and when you said that that makes sense if you're returning to your love Mm -hmm. and that love is a fire that love is a flame that flame gradually burns off those layers right. to where then the real flame is exposed or whatever. Right? See, yeah. the whole deal after you're saved is now your spirit's regenerated. Your spirit was translated out of darkness into his glorious light, scripture says, but now you have to bring your body with you, which is your soul, your heart, your brain, and your bones have to go with your spirit into that place, and that's your exodus out of this world. That's the leaving of Babylon the Great into the New Jerusalem, into Zion, climbing Mount Zion, glory to glory, with your soul going up by your spirit ability, walking by faith, and your body changes the more and more you rise. So it's all about the transfiguration of the body after you're born again. It clearly says that in Romans 12 too, that you're transfigured by the renewing of your brain. so that your bones can come up into Zion which is the overcoming of death death is in the bones in the marrow bone magic and blood magic and that's why the sorcerers always use bones you never see a voodoo witch doctor without bones because death is in the bones and blood is produced in the bones and the life is in the blood or the lack thereof and the lack of life is obviously death and where is it? in the bones so you have witchcraft or sin inside the bones that gets burnt out of your bones jeremiah 5 my Mm -hmm. bones are on fire with the word of god as i rise mount zion all the record of death because all sin leads to death so all wrongdoing and sin gets removed out of my bones as my body goes up with my spirit Mm -hmm. in in the glory which is climbing mount zion Mm -hmm. amen Amen. That's beautiful. <laughs> this is what I saw for you when you were sharing. If you can believe that there is a place in the Father's heart for you and sit there, He knows exactly the temperature. He knows how to connect with your heart. He knows how much you love him. And sit there and remain there as he turns up the heat. All the things that Brendan just talked about will happen automatically as you remain in him. Amen. The exodus out of Egypt was simply just following Moses. 
anyone that's stuck with Moses is like automatically one, right? That's so it is with the bride and the friends of the bridegroom. All the bride has to do is stick with the friends of the bridegroom and they win and they win and they win and they overcome and it just gets easier and easier, higher and higher every day. But we haven't convinced most of the bride that we are the friends of the bridegroom. Mm -hmm. So God's going to give us tremendous power so they can believe that we've been sent from God and we are who we say we are. That's a huge thing so they can follow the Moseses and the Elijahs of this generation because who they're following right now, they're not leading them in Exodus. They're not leading them into the New Jerusalem. It's mostly just charismatic religion and they don't even know what the promised land is. So we have to change the leadership. And once they follow the correct leaders, just like following Moses, it's automatic. All you have to do is just enjoy each day in total glory. <laughs> when you have the tabernacle of David, you have the apostles. David represents an apostle. You have the apostolic leadership of God's government and everyone under that canopy is in perfect glory. The government of God is perfected glory, perfected freedom, perfect love, perfect prosperity, perfect healing from the throne of the Father through the apostles upon all flesh on earth. <laughs> and the sons are going to perfect apostolic ministry it's so far beyond what we've seen in apostolic ministry in the last 2,000 years of the church age. The kingdom, the kingdom age will be the perfection of apostolic ministry. That's what brings forth the final exodus of everyone out of Babylon the Great into Zion, which is out of witchcraft in their bones into fire in their bones with no more death, no more death anywhere. Just glory and love, like through everything on earth. Amen. Amen. It's coming soon. Behold, I come continually through you. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> What <sighs> <laughs> really excel feels so nice. What do you say? Mm, the fire feels wonderful. But I was just yeah. gonna say and say like what really accelerates what we need on this planet is people that don't compete with the Moseses but develop that same holiness in their own hearts. Thus far, in this Moses-type ministry that we've been doing here for 15 years, almost everyone has competed with me, and very, very few have ever helped me. So we have to get over that pride of competition and strife, which Satan uses to completely destroy people's lives. I mean, it's just total murder. It's all the works of the devil you could ever imagine. And when people can get a vision for helping the leadership and the burden that God, the yoke that God has put on leaders' shoulders, instead of competing with them, helping them and enhancing them, we will move so much faster and it will get so much better for everyone. Yeah. 
Amen. Mm-hmm. And plus, it will that that's the only way a person can ever come into true leadership is by helping other leaders. Because the leader is Christ. And if you want more Christ to be formed in your inner man, I labor amongst you until Christ be fully formed in you, you have to help those that have Christ formed in them. And the Spirit will lead you and the angels will show you and speak to you of who you need to help in the body that will enhance your anointing, your Christ in you. And then we form a mighty army of Christians or anointed ones that are not competing against each other, but are enhancing each other's gifts. And it flows perfectly. And we're we're beginning to step into that a little bit in Red Letter Ministries. That's what the enemy has mainly been fighting against. But that has never existed in Christianity before. We've never had unity of the brethren. That's where God uh, commands the, the blessing and life forevermore. And it's all about understanding Christ in each other and serving Christ in one another. And if someone is being led by Christ and Christ is formed in them and they're leading, you go and help Christ. Do you understand that? It's like when he was carrying his cross up Calvary, they carried his cross. You're, you're helping Christ. It's not about helping the 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 name the human name it's about helping the messiah increase through the soul in each other and the whole body advances that's never happened before it's just there's been so much division because the enemy sows so many lies of pride to get us competitive and the main one is strife and envy jealousy and if you get involved in envy and strife, you fall into Satan's army. And most Christians do, because they don't know how to build each other up in Christ, because they're orphaned, and they don't think they have the same Christ and the same anointing, but they do. And you get it by serving others. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ, Scripture says. Why? Because that's how Christ can increase through your own soul. <laughs> and people are all about what about my ministry no it's you don't have a ministry I don't have a ministry Christ is the only one who has a ministry Christ yeah. is the only teacher this is Christ's earth this is Christ's body and if you get in the way you become his enemy and there are enemies everywhere in Christianity that appear to be Christ's friends that appear to be Christ's servants but they're doing their own ideas instead of Christ how do you know? The river. The river or not. Simple as that. If they're not in the river, they're not in Christ, they will never do God's purposes in the earth. Simple as that. Pharisees came down to the river from the banks. All the workers of iniquity, the doers of their own thing, they came from the dry place, from the sand. Those who were in God's will were in the river. Those who were doing their own will were on the sand. That's how you know all ministers in the world. Uh, Amen. A community, not over competition. Community, build each other up. That's good. I want to read this. Um, what happened? This kind of thing happened with Moses's ministry. Same kind of thing happens. And just keep in mind as I read this, where uh, somewhere it's written in the Bible, there's a but. Hey, we have better things in mind for you. This is just to see the other side of the coin here. For most of you guys here, it's you know, it's a, a better thing than this happening. So. Now, Miriam and Aaron talked against Moses, their brother, because of his Cushite wife, for he had married a Cushite woman. 
And they said, Has the Lord indeed spoken only by Moses? Has he not spoken also by us? And the Lord heard it. Now the man Moses was very meek, gentle, kind, and humble, or above all men on the face of the earth. Suddenly the Lord said to Moses, Aaron and Miriam, come out, you three, to the tent of meeting. And the three of them came out. The Lord came down in a pillar of cloud and stood at the tent door and called Aaron and Miriam, and they came forward. And he said, Hear now my words. If there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, make myself known to him in a vision and speak to him in a dream. But not so with my servant Moses. He is entrusted and faithful in all my house. With him I speak mouth to mouth directly, clearly, and not in dark speeches, and he beholds the form of the Lord. Why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? And the anger of the Lord was kindled against them, and he departed. And when the cloud departed from over the tent, behold, Miriam was leprous, as white as snow. And Aaron looked at Miriam, and behold, she was leprous. And Aaron said to Moses, O oh my Lord, I plead with you, lay not the sin upon us in which we have done foolishly, in which we have sinned. Let her not be as one dead, already half decomposed, when he comes out of his mother's womb. And Moses cried to the Lord, saying, Heal her now, O God, I beseech you. And the Lord said to Moses, If her father had but spit in her face, should she not be ashamed for seven days? Let her be shut up outside the camp for seven days, and after that, let her be brought in again. So Miriam was shut up without the camp for seven days, and the people did not journey on until Miriam was brought in again. And afterward, they removed Hazrat and encamped uh, from Hazrat and encamped in the wilderness of Quran. I just want to add there that it's important to understand that the Bible says that Moses beheld the form of the Lord. Okay, when he, okay, so knowing him face to face, according to scripture, is beholding the form of the Lord. Now, that's in the Old Covenant. Jesus came as the angel of the Lord and spoke to Moses face to face. That was external. Okay, that's why it was a fading glory. The New Covenant, Jesus, the angel of the Lord, comes inside our hearts and speaks from within our very bodies. So beholding the form to make you an apostolic Moses people is to see the man of light right underneath your skin as a silhouette of glory. You can behold the Lord, the pure in heart, see God, Matthew 5. And you can see his form continuously in you. That's what the renewing of the mind does. It always beholds his form. You always see the light being. You always see God. And you live out of that silhouette of light. That's God the Father. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> That's when you begin to walk with the Father in the coolness of the day. <laughs> You're not alone in those bodies. There's four of you in you. Four and no more, right, Jim Samuelson? The Father, Son, and Holy Ghost in you, living in those bodies. Full of the Godhead, made full. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And you have reached full spiritual stature.
to behold his form. Amen. Amen. So good. I really felt that grief from the heart of the Father more than anything else is that you can have that light being living right inside of you, sharing an intimate union with the Father. And all, you, all that the apostles and prophets want for everyone else on the planet is to share, for them to share in that same brilliance, to share in that same joy. And when people respond in pride and try to teach you, or people respond in pride and try to make themselves look good to you, to, and they compete with the Father, they compete with God, even though they think they're competing with you. And then they cut themselves off completely from what the Father just wanted to share love and intimacy with them. And it hurts the Father's heart more than anything else because he's not angry. He's not upset. He still just wants unity with you. Yeah. Amen. Misunderstanding and offense because of um, <laughs> satanic teaching has filled people with pride. So the problem is, is that Christianity has taught bewitchment, which is an external God. So anyone that knows him on the inside is considered prideful. And that's why there's been such an envy and strife amongst the true Christians who practice internal Christianity, because the externalists are in the old covenant. They're still under enemy occupation. They're practicing with all of their striving and believing and raising their hands to unknown gods and come Holy Spirit activity, as, as well-meaning as they mean to be, they're still serving the religious angels because that's not the new covenant. The new covenant is serving the kingdom of heaven inside you, Luke 17, 21. And almost no charismatic churches do that yet. It's very yeah. severe. That's why there's such an attack amongst the sons who know him on the inside, because most Christians haven't come out of the old covenant into the new covenant yet. And there is no old covenant. It was all handed over to Satan for the destruction of the flesh. They're actually just practicing externalism, which is religion. And their spirit gets a little bit. So it's deceiving because you can kumbaya an, an external Jesus 10 hours a day, and you know, worship him flying around Pluto or something and not know him on the inside. And you get there is a little bit there because of your pure desire and ignorance and zeal without knowledge. They do get a little, but it's mostly just strange fire and zeal because they don't understand the new covenant yet of how the river flows from inside their very spirit. They're looking for God on the outside still. That's mass bewitchment. That's the potent sorcery of Babylon the Great. That's what we're drowning away, and almost no Christians have come out of it yet. Very severe. I mean, we're talking about the whole world completely bewitched. <laughs> it really is like the Matrix. Just Morpheus, Neo, and Trinity... And a small group of people that form Zion outside of the robot manipulation. It's very accurate. Very accurate. And eventually, Zion is all that re remains. And everyone in their tub of goo will wake up and unplug. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> yeah. Someday, someday soon, we'll be able to discern just one-on-one -on -one when you're around somebody 
We're either going to pour into that person or receive from that person. To receive from that person, you need to honor them in the anointing that they're carrying because you can, you'll be able to discern it. It will come upon you and you will be, just be able to understand that. And the person who's pouring out onto the person will be blessed of the Lord. And the person who is receiving the pouring out will be blessed of the Lord and it'll be really beautiful. How this came to my understanding is there's a very famous Christian woman who lives in my area and I saw her and I asked if I could put her cart away and she said yes and I said thank you for your uh, ministry you've changed my life and as I touched her cart she looked at me and I could tell she was looking not at me physically she was she's very mature in Christ she was looking for something else and she saw it and she said to me will you pray for me so right there it showed me that there is a maturity that the that we are coming into that we'll be able to discern really quickly um that and we'll, we'll it's not it won't be a striving and straining and pride and and all that kind of stuff it'll be like oh my goodness somebody's got an anointing that the lord is saying i need how do i humble myself and give my brother or sister respect and receive and um, it's going to be beautiful. It, it's the way it's supposed to be. It'll be like a childlike faith. Everyone uh, being in divine order that the Lord will bring forth very quickly. Amen. Mm, amen. Amen. And the other thing I want to say is I've been thinking about <clears throat> RLM and. The common sense denominator of this is that Brandon was called by God to start this ministry, and it's called Red Letter Ministries, not because of what Brandon wanted. It's because of what the Lord God Almighty put in Brandon's heart. And Brandon then went forward and he started this nonprofit organization, this ministry called Red Letter Ministries, and he's the president, he's the head, He's the top, and we all fall under him, and that's just the way it is. And now the falling under underneath him, the Lord is going to have to uh, organize that, and he will. But everyone needs to, bottom line, everyone needs to give Brandon the respect and honor that he deserves. And um, Yeah, and he, and he has a different... He has a different functionality than the rest of us. He is attending to the high place with the Lord himself, and he needs to be in that place so he's not as accessible to us as the rest of us are because of the calling that's on his life. And so um, that's something to, uh, that I'm uh, wanting to say as well, that that's gonna help. So we're all here to help each other, and there's a divine order, and Brandon is where he is, and I'm very grateful that he's in this position that he is, and uh, that <clears throat> that this is continuing to flourish and, and move forward. Thank you, Sandra. That really helps me, and I felt the glory extremely strongly on that. And it is true, God has separated me to go up the mountain 
and be in the high place like Moses for really the rest of my life and to lead from the high place. And it's, it's wonderful, but thank you for acknowledging that and teaching that. It helps everyone. My, my honor, Brandon. Yeah. It's precious. Thank you, Sandra. That's really helpful. Sometimes people kind of feel like rejection is of orphan spirits, rejection spirits. When, you know, someone like Brandon isn't available all the time, 24-7, because, you know, if you guys know, uh, if you know an mm-hmm. idea about his schedule, he works day and night, literally, around the clock mm-hmm. for God. He's always working on whatever God has him doing. And so don't let something happen, like, all, especially with any of RLM staff, like, we're here to help message us, you know, don't, not message us because, you know, you need help. But understand that sometimes people are on, if you're, if someone's on assignment, like, think about an angel. If you bug them when they're on assignment, what's the protocol? They're going to ignore you. They're not going to give you the time of day. And the angel's probably going to rebuke you or get upset with you because, you know, he's on mission. That's how the protocol with the angels is. How much different is it getting with the sons of God? They're not, if someone's on a serious assignment from the Lord and that's what they're doing, they're not going to think anything of it to not get back to their messages while they're on assignment. And then when it's time to come back through and check the messages, then they do. Mm-hmm. It's not this whole thing of the fear of man and all of the world. You know, people are like, well, I can see you're online and why aren't you messaging me back? And it's not about that. It's not about you. What does the Lord have each person doing right now? You know, what's your assignment right now? Are you, maybe it's your, your, he gives us chill time to kind of relax and do what we want to do in those times. But if someone's on assignment, it's like, there's no fear of the man, of man in here about, I have to get back to you about this or that by a certain time. That just doesn't exist in the kingdom. It's, what is the father doing? We're about our father's business and you should be too. So keep that in mind. Do not get destroyed by orphan rejection spirits. Like, oh, I didn't get back yet. I see that they were online. No. <laughs> There's a lot of things going on. There's a lot of things going on. God has us doing crazy things in the natural and in the spirit that have to do with bringing his plans to earth. That is what's important to the Father. And you're important to the Father. So the way he has it set up, you stay in the river, float the river, he's going to provide all the, the timing and you're in the counseling and we have all these things and resources available. So I want to encourage you guys to you know, use the resources available. Message us if you need prayer. But do not let that orphan rejection thing get to you if um, one of us is not able to get back by a certain time or you're not happy with the response or something like that. This isn't Babylon. It's not, you know, the one I call the 1-800 number. <laughs> You can complain to God. <laughs> but um, yeah, rest in the river and it, and it all flows. What's, what's going to be really exciting is well, we have a team creating um, apps for the Android store and Apple store, and there is ways to communicate directly with all the staff members Shadrach, Steve, Nikolai, Jake, Rebecca, and I, and others. And you can just communicate and right through the app. And just and just talk with people, so I can I can see it opening up to like tremendous counseling, as things grow and more and more people need help, and uh, having a full team of counselors and people taking, um, you know, one-on-one messages, even like suicide hotline, 
all kinds of stuff that's going to open up as things grow. God definitely is going to expand this ministry into, I mean, really a mega ministry. And and I really believe that you guys are the, the foundation here that have walked with me and that are being trained as leaders right now to handle the harvest as it blows up and gets bigger. Big time. Yeah, and, and if you understand, it, it's just not so much about this the one organization as it is or just one man as it is about the kingdom and start getting the kingdom vision for what God's doing with this whole tribe it'll really bring clarity and your position will be found within the tribe and your anointing will be given to you without measure but if you stand on the outskirts and try to do your own thing and get all your own plans and and you don't get the kingdom vision of what the whole group is doing, moving as one with the direct mandate from God the Father, it'll be difficult. It'll be very hard. You'll find yourself fighting against God. And we don't want anyone to fight against God. We want people to be involved with God. Uh, like it says about Joel's army and Joel, that they find their rank and they find their position, they find their job, and they work unto the Lord and not for man without any competition, envy, or strife, totally filled with anointing for the purposes and destiny of why God created you to walk on the earth. Yeah. And it's going to be the most amazing thing. And when you find your destiny in your position, the anointing will grow in you and you'll be empowered. You'll empower others. You'll be the happiest person you've ever been. And it just gets wonderful because now you're finding who you are in the kingdom. We had an identity outside the kingdom. We were once drug addicts. We were once drug dealers. We once all kinds of different identities that we had outside of Christ. But now finding our identity in Christ and our role in Christ is everything. Because once you do, you go on autopilot and you're just blessed and blessing others. And you'll have the full storehouse of your position available to you from God and the angels every day. But if you don't know who you are in Christ, you'll mix your identity with your old man and it'll be disastrous with continuous demonic act activity and demonic attack because Satan sees you as what? You want to come back now? You left me? Now you're going to come back? You want to practice some grave clothes? Practice some flies? See what you can do in your old man ability? You got to burn that whole thing off and find who you are as a new creature in Christ, 2 Corinthians 5.17 altogether new being and then live in the newness in your new tribe and your new family and your new ability out of your spirit and then the storehouse of heaven is added unto you because you're living as God's sons and daughters instead of the world's amen I just have to tell you guys it was a huge testimony just even today even just to stay here or even just be here on this like it's been a struggle for me to even stay like everything in me wants to like run and that's what I did you know like I I'm battling constantly in my mind but it's like my heart I feel like the love like like I I shared before it was like I heard and I saw the father behind me Brandon and that's what has kept me here hmm. like I hear his voice in you I feel his love like and I know it's him and that's what has like sustained me <laughs> through everything like it's I mean obviously you know like it's been crazy in my mind 
you know, mm-hmm. but my heart is a different story. So I'm like, Lord, please just help me mm-hmm. just stay in my heart and fry my brain because mm-hmm. I don't want to hurt anybody. It's not my heart. Like I want to honestly like apologize and repent for any of the pride and all of that, just everything that I was walking through, how I came against any of you guys or anyone, period. It's like, when I saw that pride, like that killed me, it hurt me inside because it's like, I know that I'm the father, but it's like, I have all this stuff, you know what I mean? And so it's like, your brain wants to try and like make sense of it all. And it's like, I just, I know my heart, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I'm just really praying that the Lord would accelerate it because I want to be in the river too. Like, I want to be there already. And it's just like, Lord, like, help me in this journey. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I really, like, I apologize to you guys. And, um, like, I feel the love. Like, it was just, like I said, like a testimony of you guys. Like, this is true. Like, this is love. Like, this is what it's all about. And, like, I know that from my heart. And I just pray that I'll be able to <laughs> stay in that place, you know? Mm-hmm. Because I see what God's doing in each and every one of you. Like, it's real. And I know that it's real. And I'm so thankful. Like, it was literally either this or, like, die. Like, I told the Lord, like, I literally had no other option. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. And so I'm just super thankful. Like, I'm so thankful for everything and like what God is doing. Yeah, thank you, Sarah. Bless you. And Bless you. I'll, I'll tell you, the process you're going through is called sanctification. And sanctification is all about humility and pride. And we all go through it. And it's the sanctification after you're born again. When you encounter great humility, Moses was the most humble man in the entire world. And which means that was the strongest glory. What it does is it challenges every other soul around that type of person to humble themselves and get sanctified. Humility is all heaven and pride is all hell. And so it's our pride that causes us to judge others, be critical, fight leadership. And what it is is it's a suicidal tendency of the fallen angels that are, that's inside everyone to be destructive to fight God. And what it is is pride fighting humility. But when we come, when we bring it into the light and we see humility as God, we can actually understand what we're warring against in our own soul. So it's not just blind warfare I don't understand. It's 100% humility versus 100% pride. That's the only battle that goes on in the human mind ever. <laughs> <laughs> it's as simple as that. So when you when you understand the process, that it's just an increase in humility, cha- cha- challenging the fallen angel's pride in us, it gets easier because you want it out. And you stop taking it out on others, like scapegoats, like Cain murdering Abel, and you start to just focus on your own personal sanctification and your own pride. And it gets easier and easier and less messy, less murderous. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Sarah. I love you. Love you. Can I just say something quickly about the model? Because we use the Old Testament model, but there's a danger in that. If we look at you, Brendan, and you, Penny, as 
there is a leadership and a representation of the body of Jesus Christ within the two of you. So when the Father looked looks at fruitfulness, he looks at both. Secondly, for the man, and we look at your flesh, we put a pressure on the man at which he can only fail. But if you look at the angelic call of Jesus Christ within everyone, and you respect that, then you will recognize the ranks. Mm -hmm. And it is shifting mm -hmm. all the time. You are shifting and promoted and rewarded and so forth. Mm -hmm. It is movement within the spirit of the Lord. There is rest for many. There is enjoyment for him and Penny. There is time of action. There is all these different things. There's one captain of the host. He is running the show. And the responsibilities are carried in the spirit. It is a different kind of leadership. And it's by discernment that we will know how the subtle shifts are taking place. It's the kingdom age. It is, it, it is not the old covenant. This is new covenant kingdom age. And we, 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 when we are sensitive to hear the captain of the host, we will support one another to achieve the goal of the captain of the host at any given moment. Be relieved of any pressure of man, any expectation of man. Let it be lifted off you and let the freedom and the light yoke of the Lord be upon you as you all lead listening and hearing the voice of the one david as you were speaking the lord showed me a very strong vision and it was he was putting those masts on the on a ship so there was a ship a great a sea vessel and uh, he was putting up that mast that has the, the um, sails on them. And there's only, I didn't see how many there were. I, I saw three. Um, but it just symbolizes what you're speaking to yeah. is that there is a certain responsibility for a certain few. It's not the whole who have these sails on them. So I'll just add that to what you're saying. That's what I saw. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, get on your apostle ships. There's a ship mm. for every believer on the planet. You don't want to miss the ship. Remember Noah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. The same thing will happen if people don't get on their ships. And it takes a little humility to get on an apostle ship because everyone's a lone ranger in Babylon. <laughs> and Sarah, if I, I don't think we've really met, but I just wanted to say that um, that was very gracious of you to apologize. And I just want to say from my perspective of where I am, Everyone on the site who's ever messaged me has been very patient and kind, and I've never had any kind of uh, problem with anybody in RLM and the and you know in our group. So I just want to say I love you and I look forward to meeting you. And if you ever want to reach out, I'm Sandra Weir. I'm on there, and um, yeah, bless Thank you. Sir. Yeah, bless Thank you. Honey. Mm -hmm. Gloria. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I pray for more sanctification on everyone in the group. Sanctification is the continual confrontation with deception. And deception's tricky because nobody knows they're deceived until they're confronted by a greater light that's not currently in their soul. So it takes humility to receive a greater light into the areas of your soul that are deceived. And we have to stay humble every day to, re to receive a greater light into our souls so we can continue growing. Amen. It's so important we stay humble. There's no way we're going to make it. You will not make it in RLM or any real apostleship, our true prophetic ministry, unless you stay humble and learn humility. Humility is the way of the Master. I mean, it was the only thing Jesus practiced in his ministry. It was his only nature. Humility is the root of all other graces. You will do so well. You will fly with flying colors if you can learn the humility of the Lord Jesus, especially right away in Christianity, so you don't fill yourself up with knowledge that puffs up with pride. <laughs> knowledge puffs up. But the Lord humbles us to walk as Jesus walked. There is just, and it's such a blinding humility that the enemy gets so confused because uh -huh. the, the one thing that the fallen angels cannot practice is humility. They can fake love, they can fake every other thing, but they'll never fake humility. It's not possible. So, true humility is the mark of a true disciple, and that's how we'll make it going from glory to glory because the next the next hit of humility requires you 
to humble yourself and acknowledge your own pride. What's that? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> but humility makes it really easy and, and it's tough at first but I, I wish someone would have taught me that was it. humility in my early stages of encountering the glory of God because my life would have been a lot easier a lot less painful it needs to be the very foundation of your Christianity and then you just go on autopilot because you're teachable every day like little children. You can be led into new realms and there's no cap on your soul. You just go from glory to glory, fly like an eagle. <laughs> and you can learn from everyone, young and old, doesn't matter. They're all vessels because you're humble. Yeah. Wonderful. It's so easy to have unity in, in true humility. It's the only place you can have unity is and a very, very humble people. Because that's the nature of Christ. Yeah. And I like how you train us to think of us as God's children. That we're all children, childlike faith. In childlike faith, the children aren't pride. I think you said that today. The children aren't prideful. They're just hanging out playing with each other. <laughs> they, they don't remember their fights very long. Yeah. You know? They just get on with it, move to another game. <laughs> it's all about playing, playing with the dad. Jim, uh, Jim recess and lunch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nap time. <laughs> oh, a study hall was a good one. Huh? An open, open campus. Those were my favorite periods. <laughs> <laughs> suffering comes when you're in humility. You don't receive Christ's stripes on your back in pride. Like Brando was saying that, um, I don't know what his post exactly said, that stupidity doesn't get any rewards. Yeah. Only, in only in humility, and it's, it's love suffering. It's what I was mm -hmm. talking about a little bit earlier, that you're in a place of humility, that you're a mm -hmm. life-giving spirit, and it only hurts the heart of the Father in you when people aren't able to receive that life-giving spirit in their own pride. That's what true suffering is, is love suffering. Yeah. And it gets washed out really quick. It's not, it's not painful for long because the spear pierces your side, then grace pours out and raises the standard of judgment and delivers them. Yeah, I love that stabbing in the side. It feels so good. Oh. <laughs> I really do. I'm getting to like it now. Before it was kind of outrageously frightening, but now it, all all the workings of the Lord is very pleasurable. Mm. And you don't get to feel hurt in your humanity. <laughs> you're not you're not allowed to feel in your human emotions. <laughs> That's actually someone just another iron sharpening your iron. That's not suffering. That's right. It's, it's just the longing of the heart of the Father for his children that you feel sometimes. Yeah, the Lord was just telling me on your broadcast. Broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> 
that um, what did he say exactly? I can't really remember, but I'll paraphrase. It was basically I was talking to him about being me. How do I be me? How do I be humble yet stand? Because I have a problem with being humiliated. Like I let people humiliate me, which is different than humbleness. So I was asking the Lord, well, how do I be me? And what I heard was, you're definitely not Sandra May Weir. And I'm like, oh, well, that's a good start. So everything that I, my flesh is identified with as me is not the beginning of where I need to be. So that's the flesh man. So the spirit man, the one inside me, Father is going to tell me who I am. So it makes it easy to kind of pull back from those trigger points of, well, I'm Sandra Mayweather, so, you know, I'm an artist, so people, whatever, blah, blah, blah. It puts things in another perspective. So, um, yeah, mm. let the flesh go. It, all the tags, all the tag, all the remembrances of what I think that I deserve because I put this much time in for this or that. That's all. That was all my old life. It's irrelevant to the kingdom. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that feels freeing. <laughs> I don't even know what you said, but that. Wait, so you're telling me I shouldn't serve the idol of my own name? I should serve Jesus on the throne <laughs> until his name alone is written on my forehead? <laughs> oh my gosh, my whole life is a lie. I'm a, I'm a slow learner, Brandon. I just kind of got that message today. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I found it. I found that the easiest way to tell people their whole life is a lie is quick and fast. Just chop off their head with one swing. You can't be gentle about it. The harsher and the quicker, the less painful. You're so humane, Jake. So humane. You're, you're really good at that. <laughs> <laughs> so all idolatry is in the self nature and so if you understand that all it takes is fire to melt down all idolatry in the false identification of self and so when you serve the father it's an idol free zone so you don't need to defend yourself. It's just pure Father God glory burning inside you. And so that's why we're a holy nation and a royal priesthood. Because we all serve God the Father in our hearts. So that we don't have to defend ourselves. We're not into selfishness or self-identity, self-promotion. It's all about the Father. That's what makes us the kingdom of heaven people. And we're learning how to serve the Father at the center of our life. And the more we do that, the self-nature of the fallen angels is burned out of our hearts. And we're free. Because there's nothing to defend there anymore if it's just God in there. You know what I mean? It's an all-powerful Father. But if we're still serving self and there's mixture and there's fears and doubts and unbelief, then... We have all our guards up and our, heart, our hearts are hardened and there's mm -hmm. demons around because demons work within the idolatry of self. Angels work with God the Father, two trees in the garden. 
So we're getting more into God the Father, so we have more angelic activity around us because all angelic activity is around the throne, and the throne is inside the hearts of those who serve Him. Oh, yeah. Amen. The fire is going to come so strongly that it will melt out the self-nature, which is all idolatry on earth. And so people will automatically, in that level of heat and burning, in the lake of fire, serve the Father. The nations will be the servants of the Father. And the ones that are not servants, our sons and daughters, were the ones that served Him in their hearts during their lives. Everyone else will be a servant, and you will be the sons and daughters, the kings and queens. That's the kingdom age. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And they're going to be so happy to serve in that fire, too. It's not a sad thing. They will be thrilled because their lives will be thousands of times better. And you will be honored as kings and queens, truly, because that's what you've served. You've served the great king, God the Father. That's real. And it will be made real to everyone through fire. They'll gladly serve the living Father when you reveal His true nature through fire and melt their idolatry in their hearts. Yeah. It really is the safest place to serve the Lord in what He's asked us to do because if we're spending our time serving our own self-interest, we're actually building things that are going to be destroyed and torn up by the devil and the enemy and used against us as weapons and it's a horrifying thing um to have to suffer so it's 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 very it's be easy on yourself and just stay doing what the lord has you do and um lean into this this conversation and ponder it throughout the day and the lord will kind of unlock some things for us to make it easier to walk in what Jake is talking about. This, I think Jake is the last human person that I know, and it's such an honor to know him. He, is, he has left his identity and moved into the person that the Lord has called him to be, and he serves in the Holy of Holies with the angels. And what you see here on, on the this Zoom and on the internet, that's who he is in real life. And um, we're all going to look a little, we're all going to look a little different, but Jake is like my inspiration. I want to oh. be like Jake. Thank <laughs> 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 you, Sandra. When I grow up, I want to buy Jake too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember. I got taken up into the throne room and I saw Sandra seated on one of the thrones of the 24 elders and I bawled my eyes out. I was doing a Joel's bar with Brandon when I got taken up and I bawled for about the thir last 30 minutes of the Joel's bar, just tears streaming down my face because it was the most beautiful, sunshiny, joy-filled face of complete victory shining out of Sandra's face on her throne. <laughs> and it blasted me so hard, sitting across from her, seeing, in the seeing her on the throne, across from me, 
And her joy and her victory, like a little child, just blinded me. And it's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. So you're, everyone that's here in this video chat, everyone that's watching on YouTube, you're, God has chosen you and called you and brought you into a company of kings and priests who rule and reign on this earth. And God has, God has drawn you into a really substantial destiny if you're willing to lay down everything for it. Glory to God. Glory. Wow. Mm. <laughs> glory, glory, bless the Jake. Jake. <laughs> Love you guys so much. I think I'm going to go grab a snack and try. I'm going to go touch God again. That was so amazing. That's all I've been thinking about, honestly, this whole time. I was like, I didn't come with any revelation with it tonight or nothing, but just to touch God makes every. I could tell you stuff. But man, touch God and let God touch you. <laughs> That's the best. That's the best teaching yet. I'm going to go <laughs> some chocolate and I'm going to touch God. <laughs> All right. I'm going to get you guys on the flip side. I'm going to take this. Bless you. Love you, Rebecca. Good night. Love you, Rebecca. Good night. I'm going to get going to you guys. All right. Good night. Bless you. Bye, Rebecca. Love you. Bless you. That's <laughs> Brian. Hey, Andrew. Yes, uh, I'll see you tomorrow. All right, see you tomorrow, Andrew. Love you. Say hi to Carrie for me. Love you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Glory. Glory. Thank you. I was just, I was just gonna share something. Um, and piggyback to what Sarah was sharing earlier. Um, I just wanted to say that one of the very first times that um, I felt like God wanted me to get on bridegroom chambers, um, I didn't want to do it. In fact, I had a complete panic attack. Um, it was really weird. I never had that before. And so really freaked out, didn't, didn't do it the first night. Um, then the next time around I got on and um, it was very, you know, it was magical to get on and it totally took me to a whole another level. Um, but I didn't, I don't think I really understood what that was all about until I got here. And um, I, I think I realized today finally that all the times that I have been um, like, I'm trying to put it properly into words here. It's like whenever I'm like on something like this or, you know, in person with specific people from Red Letter, and it's usually like Brandon or Jake for me. Um, it's like I'm completely naked. It's like I, you know, they can see right into me and it, I did not like it. <laughs> and so I realized that you know, being listening to Joel's bar, it's easy, you know, because it's like you can turn it on when you want to. Um, nobody's watching you, you know. But then when you're like smack dab in the in the front of these people, or like with Jake, I said to Jake today, you know, like at Love Fest, I sat next to him, and every time I was right next to him, 
my neck would hurt. I would just get like this extreme pain in my right shoulder and my neck. And I'm like, what's this all about? You know, but God was showing me today that it was like these people are loving on me and trying to, it's almost kind of like someone, you know, like an animal in a cage and, and the, the doors open and they're trying to get you to come out of the cage and loving on you to get you out of the cage. But you're just like fighting them because you want to stay in the cage and you don't really know what you're doing. You have no idea what's going on. Yeah. You're just manifesting all over the place, you know. Um, but I don't think I really realized it until today when Jake asked me a specific question at the park today. I realized that these people are really loving me, like truly, truly loving me. And and although it didn't feel like it because it's like it felt like I said, I felt totally naked and I didn't like it. And I think even just with church, you know, in the sense, it's like they they kind of teach you to put some mask on or use the system or some religious act to um, to kind of like cover up whatever's there. And with Brandon and with Jake specifically, I feel like I can't do that. I'm just not allowed to do that. And I didn't really like that for a long time. Um, but I think today I finally realized that, you know, that's just true love. So. So I thank you very much. Mm. Um, but I wanted to say to Sarah, um, don't don't feel bad, you know, for how you felt, because um, it's the, like you said earlier, it's the process, and just realize that p- these people love you. Um, all of us love you, um, but you know, you might have thought that you look kind of funny going through what you went through or felt bad. You should have seen, seen me manifesting all over the place by myself in my apartment, mm-hmm. panic attack, you know, and I'm thinking, this is just a stupid Zoom call, and you're, like, all over the place, you know? So, um, so anyways, I just wanted to say that because I felt like I was supposed to say thank you, but also to tell Sarah that um, I'm glad you're here, and um, it's all good, so... And you're you're further along than you think you are, so you're right exactly where you're supposed to be. And um, you're welcome. And then the final thing I was going to say is that once I got here, I finally realized too that once you let that person see your nakedness and let them in, then now I'm allowed to like for all the things that I've been through. Now, finally, I see why I went through all those things to train, to step forward now. And it's, it's, it's a give and take. It's back and forth. It's like, I'm, me being here, I'm, I'm giving in to everybody being here, too. It's not just me coming and, and taking. It's me giving in to it, too. So it's a back and forth thing. It's, it's, that's what love's all about. So if I'm continually sitting in my cage and, you know, biting at people, then, you know, there's, there's no give and take back and forth. So not everybody gets to grow or to develop um, because, you know, you're sitting in your cage licking your wounds, you know. So, um, so anyways, I just wanted to say that and say thank you to Brandon and Jake and 
um, and everybody really, but specifically the people that I know that really see me, the true me. And um, so anyway, I just wanted to say that. So. Bless you. Thanks for sharing. Bless you. I want to add on to that, that like uh, uh, tipping or just adding on from like the nakedness, love covers. And you'll find that each one of these covers. And um, on the note of love, I just have like a really, I have a really cool story. One morning I heard, um, I've been listening to Bleeding Love by Leona Lewis every here and there. And um, one morning I heard the bridge of the song. I actually had to look to the song, listen to the bridge of the song because it said, love is when, and then the bridge of the song. And, the, and so the whole thing ended up being, love is when I'm wearing these scars for everyone to see. And I just recently pulled, I had just had a vision of like one of the drawings that I had and I pulled it and it was of a woman drinking from the, the hole in Jesus, the, the water and the blood from the hole in Jesus' side. And I was late for Joel's bar that day because I didn't know what it meant. And when I walked, right when I walked into the house, Brandon goes, ah, I just got pierced in the side. Like he got pierced by the spear in the side of his, and then I immediately knew that that was the scar that represented the love that he pours out, and that that him is head over everyone, and the love that is exchanged here, um, and this just the love to cover and even like uh, recently talking about the blanket of christ and how it covers and i don't think i've gotten to share that story but it was a really cool experience for me to walk into the house and hear brendan getting a getting a piercing right when right the day that he's talking to me about his his scars being the representation of his love for everyone hmm. Yeah, the clothing of the marriage garments, uh, the white garments, white linen, the righteous acts of the saints. Uh, you read in Genesis, Adam and Eve clothed themselves with fig leaves, and then God made them animal skins. And so the transition from the church age to the kingdom age is animal skin to the glory of God, wearing the Father. And so Jake and I walk in some sonship and so we wear the father as our very clothing and so when people are transitioning from animal skin to the father it is a very vulnerable surgical process and you have to be very bold and courageous to change clothes because it's your entire identity it's everything that you've ever thought about yourself and how you've perceived yourself and how you perceive others. It's a change of worlds from the earth to heaven. And God, it will clothe the leaders first. And so you're being clothed with the radiant garments they are called in the New Testament, the, the garments of glory, the radiant garments. It's being clothed in God the Father himself. He is the white garments that we wear the wedding garments of the marriage supper of the Lamb is being clothed in God the Father as sons and daughters. And we can't, no one wearing animal skins 
will be in the marriage supper of the Lamb. How did this person get in here? They're still chill, still in the church. So right now we are pioneering this group of changing our clothes to the kingdom age clothes of wearing God the Father. That's the discomfort we've all faced in different levels and others will face after us and we'll be gentle with them and, and help them put on the garments of the Father. And, and it's an additional clothing because everyone on the planet is already wearing animal skins. That's being a human being. Now it's all about becoming a divine being of light. <laughs> and that requires different garments. Well, Amen. Well, glory. Thank Beautiful. you, Father. Beautiful. Wow. And you wear Thank the. Thank you, Amber. Thank you for sharing that. These garments have eyes, and the people feel those eyes. The Father is eyes within eyes. All the light of the Father, every drop of that light sees its spiritual vision. So the white garments are, it's being clothed in the eyes of the Father. Jesus mm. saw into everyone around him all the time because he was clothed in the Father. Mm. Nothing could be hidden from him, he said. Nothing can hide from the Lord of light, the Lord of glory. And so you're going to put on those kinds of garments so that no darkness can encamp around you in a 1,000 mile radius. <laughs> Yay. Amen. I believe that the realm that he will give the sons of God in the next uh, few decades that will be entrusted with uh, realms of 1,000 mile plots and will begin to move realm to realm from king to king, queen to queen in different glory realms oh. over the earth amongst the sons and daughters of God who are wearing the, the marriage garments, the white clothing. What? So it's first the clothing, then the ability, then the ruling and reigning. And everyone will be pierced by your clothes. Amen. Uh, brother, would you lead us in blessing the earth now? in what the Father has given and what we understand, just to pour it out on Jesus and pour it out on all the earth. Yeah, we pour out all the blueprints for the Garden of Eden to be fully restored in all the planet through these sons mm -hmm. and daughters. In Jesus' name, thank you, Father, for restoring all things and all realms that are predestined and foreordained for your sons and daughters and all the thieves in these realms be brought, brought into the light and burned up by the light, and all the fortunes of Zion be restored to the sons and daughters now. In Jesus' name. <laughs> right through every single one of your hearts. <laughs> the, the training is for reigning in your realms. The kingdom is the dominion of the king. If you're ri rising as kings and queens, 
by the Spirit of the Lord within you. And your inheritance is first spiritual and then overflows in the natural. And so the earth will be changed into your realms of inheritance and all the people in it, the cities in it, the agriculture, the commerce, the business, the government, all of it will be your realms as the kings and queens of New Jerusalem. <laughs> That's why this training is so intense, because you're coming into true divinity, Godship, and Godcraft. How to rule from the angelic heavenly sphere as gods over large plots of land filled with people and, and systems. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> the new lords of the seven mountains. No more seven-headed beast and Lady Babylon. It's all gone. Now it's you. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. <laughs> Such a good training. Such a good training. I, this morning, I guess it wasn't morning when I got up. <laughs> it was more afternoon. <laughs> but he led me to Isaiah 65. And it says, Then you will understand and be radiant. And on the footnote, it says, um, I can get to it. Um, it says, as you understand, you will sparkle. Mm. As you understand, mm. you will flow together. And then it says, your heart will be thrilled and swell with joy. The fullness of the sea will flow to you, and the wealth of the nations will be transferred to you. Amen. Amen. Let it be. Rama. Glory. Oh. <laughs> uh, I especially like oh, the sparkle. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. I like sparkle. <laughs> yeah. That's good. When you were raising your arms before, Bren, you raised them up like that. You were just stretching when you did that. Yeah. I saw money fall from heaven and wow. it was filling all the place. The interesting part, and if somebody has interpretation, that's fine. I saw. Uh, the money come together and you read it like a newspaper. Whoa. Oh. Publicity. <laughs> Notoriety, publicity, media. Awesome. Amen. Mega increases. Thank you, David. Thank you, Lord. Loose. Amen. We receive it. We receive it. Let everyone in our tribe be mega blessed. Uh, Holy. Thank honor you. that vision. Thank you, Lord. Awesome. Wow. Wow. Amen. Glory. That's a that's a good that's a good newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. the good news. Yeah, that's good. But news. can I just point to something? This is the importance of everybody's contribution. Your contribution in your mind, you cannot understand when you share the value of the key that you are sharing and what unlock. Amen. Even even us that are here witnessing and your spirits are participating and saying yes and amen 
I honor you as well, mm. even though I haven't heard an audible word, I'm hearing it in the spirit and, and I want to witness and say thank you. Thank you, you guys. Yeah. Yeah, each and every one of us has a part to play and it's, it's very special and everybody has a story, everybody has a history, but all that history and story, it's unfolding right now. I mean, it's the season right now. And mm -hmm. so everybody, you know, Jezebel wants to tell you that, that, that you're, you know, that you don't count or, you know, oh, you're not like so-and-so, you know, but you're not supposed to be like so-and-so, you're supposed to be you. So step up and be you. And, and yes, you still are you, but, you know, glorified you. But if you don't do that, then it's like, it's a, it's, it's like a tapestry missing a part of the paint. You know, it's like, it's not a full picture and everybody needs you to, like you said today, stand up, right? You got to stand up and, and be, and, and don't, um, second guess and don't disqualify that was the word i was looking for don't disqualify yourself because um it's very important to play your part mm -hmm. so amen all right thank you this has been wonderful thank you guys yeah even even spider the cat has his part so mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, he's really anointed yeah yes i have and i have two owls outside that are making some noise when you started talking amber awesome my owls wisdom <laughs> yeah I, i've i've become a real real good buddies with spiders so i like spiders. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> Glory. Spider giving me good direction many times. <laughs> He's a really good kindergarten teacher. He's the best cat ever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Amen. My dogs are going to be jealous when I get home, so. <laughs> <laughs> they can receive the spider upgrades through humility. Amen. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Good. 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 No more no envy and strife amongst the animals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Glory. We just bless each other with the breath of life. And always building up each other's spirits, no matter what. No room for the enemy. Glory. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> I, love, I love you guys so much. I love, love you. I love you too. Love you with eternity's love. Fresh breath of life from all of our spirits combining into all each other's spirits. The breath of life. The angelic blessing. Be, let everyone be completely refreshed and built up by each other's spirit life in the breath of Christ. Constantly strengthening the walls of unity in New Jerusalem. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brandon. Wow, that was good. Good night, everybody. Good night. Bless you.
Thank you guys. Yeah, thank you guys.